So here I am at the St Albans Museum and Art Gallery, and I'm here with Jim Patterson, who's one of the photographers exhibiting with the Hearts Photo Forum. So hello, Jim. Thanks for welcoming me in today. Oh, hello, Ian. Very good to see you again. And um, Jim is very kindly going to give me a guided tour of the exhibition. Yep. And so we're standing just outside the entrance corridor, and I can already see uh, some pieces that are um, really very interestingly arranged um, all around. So, Jim, let's get started yes, and let's uh, have a look at what the exhibition includes. Yep. Right, so where, where do we actually start, well, Jim? As we go down the corridor, yeah. um, we pass some of the permanent displays, yeah. and we reach uh, a corner, and there's a little notice here in front of you. Oh, OK. Invisible Threads. OK, so that's the name of the exhibition here, isn't it? Yeah. it Invisible Threads. And it's running, I can see, from... Uh, well, it's just started, actually, on the 13th of January, all the way through to the 12th of 12th March. 12th of March, yes. Indeed. Excellent. Yeah. OK. And how many, how many photographers are exhibiting here, Jim? Uh, there's 12 of us, mm -hmm. um, uh, including uh, Rosemary Cooper, who uh, we're standing just by her work. She, um, she was one of the founders, uh, or she instigated the uh, uh, discussions with the museum about this exhibition but very sadly died before uh, the exhibition opened. But I got the agreement of her two sons and the collaboration to present nine of her images at the entrance to the, to the museum. Lovely. Well, let's have a look at those images in a minute. But, sure. but before we do that, um, Jim, Invisible Threads, is there a reason it's called Invisible Threads? Uh, well, we were uh, struggling with what, what we were trying to do. We're trying to represent uh, sort of uh, activities and things in Hertfordshire and St Albans and the region. Um, and we talked to the curator at some length and she came up with this idea of visible threads which tied into a lot of the narratives that we were all attempting to to follow okay so, okay and is there a thread within each piece or are they all threaded together or is it both i think both each piece has its own thread and you will, we can describe them as we go through them and then they are linked to each other by another invisible thread and we can talk about that later but okay. yes i think each individual uh, photographer artist has interpreted the theme in their own way and then but there is a theme that runs through all of them in okay my view. okay well let's, let's let's make a start with rosemary coopers and and i'm standing here um jim and we're, and we're looking at uh, nine uh, photographs yes. uh and and they're all black and white that's the first thing that, that i notice about them um, I mean, they are lovely photographs, I should say, say, say that straight away. And, and the interesting thing, I suppose, uh, for me that's linking them together is that there are people in all of them, well, except one, which is actually my favourite, and that's an empty chair down at the bottom right. Yes, and there was a person there, and there, I suppose there is a thread that runs through that as well, that their coat is hanging on the empty chair. It's quite symbolic of the person who was there, I think. Um, and right in the middle, there's a, a self-portrait of Rosemary taking her own photograph. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. No, I, I, I think, uh, I mean, particularly um, the uh, photographs that I can see here with just one person sitting um, on their own, actually, uh, in, in a couple of these shots. In fact, three, there are three shots with um, an individual sitting on a bench or in a chair, um, in, lost in thought, perhaps, or perhaps a little bit sad. I mean, those are slightly melancholic, I have to say. Slightly melancholic. I mean, are they alone or are they lonely? I think they're all alone, those people that you see. Mm. There is a couple up there. But, yes, there's, several people are on their own. And as you say, it does beg the question, are they 
content and peaceful, or are they, do they have a troubled life and are trying to get away from things? Yeah, well, those, those, those are nine great photographs, I think. So, yeah. um, so that's a great start, Jim. Let's, let's carry on yes, and see what's, what, what's next. So we go from black and white to the first room, if you like, and there's lots of colour. Okay. That's the difference that immediately strikes you, I think. Oh, wow. Okay, so, so we're, uh, this isn't just photographs here. Um, is, is it just the photographers and, and they've been um, embellished with some extra pieces? Yes. And I can see um, that there's a doll and there's some fabric hanging yeah. and some, uh, some, uh, there's an old typewriter and other bits of equipment um, sitting in and around the collection of photographs. That's right. So we, we have the photographs, but we have the opportunity with, with these um, display cases to actually uh, enhance the photographs, if you like, or give them some backstory. Um, and the first thing we see on the right is actually printed on fabric uh, by a lady called Rashida Mangera. And uh, they take you back to her child. She was born and brought up in South Africa. And there's threads. There are literally threads on this one. There are the threads, a red thread that links her with her husband, with her parents, and with her nephews. Okay. So she's using that thread, all in a quite a literal sense in some ways, yeah, as yeah, well as yeah. a symbolic. So on one of the walls that we're looking at here, there is a collection of uh, 12 um, black and white photographs, uh, but, but those are actually attached to some pink fabric, which yeah. is uh, hung on the walls, and those are um, sitting as well in between a, a really lovely uh, kind of Valentine's heart and flower arrangement on one side and a doll uh, on the other. And, and this is a South African? Uh... Well, she's uh, born in South Africa, mm -hmm. uh, yes, and born and brought up in South Africa. And in fact, the doll that you mentioned, <laughs> it was actually her in her, her medical, uh, medical uh, costume, if you like. Okay, okay, I see that. And it's got uh, yeah, a badge on with Dr. Rashida on yes, it. Yes, yep. Dr. Rashida. And it shows just physically with the threads, the link to the UK, Egypt, which, where her husband comes from, Canada, where she lived and worked, and also South Africa, where she was originally born. Oh, There's a very strong family link between these images. Yes, and I can see that there's a photograph of a typewriter on one of the um, pieces hanging uh, from the wall there. And I don't know whether it's the same typewriter, but there's a very similar uh, typewriter actually sitting in the display cabinet here uh, in amongst some other photographs. Yes, yes. And uh, yes, so this, I believe, belonged to her parents, this typewriter. So it has got a long heritage. It's, it is yeah. a fabulous typewriter. I mean, it must have been one of the earliest ones because uh, it's in its own case. It's one of those typewriters um, where uh, the typewriter is actually the base of the case and uh, the case has a handle and... Uh, Yes, you can see how your fingers would get lost in those keys quite quickly if you didn't know what you were doing. But yeah, no, that's a lovely thing. That is a lovely so, thing. Then we move uh, to a, a, another uh, section of the exhibition, and this is uh, by um, a woman called Banshi Chandrai, mm -hmm. and she's developed a book which is called Silent Voice, and it relates to her mother-in-law, who lived with her and her family for 43 years okay. and uh, had dementia. Okay. And once uh, she was uh, Alzheimer's and was very close to her and mm -hmm. spent a lot of time getting stories from her. So mm -hmm. the photographs are slightly, um, how should I say, um, they're, they're not, uh, they're not, they're not, they're slightly abstract, if you like, mm -hmm. and, and ill-defined, but they are, they reflect, I think, 
her mother-in-law's Alzheimer and her glimpses into okay. memory and out of memory. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, these are very rather beautiful. And the sari that's in the display case... Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Yes, was worn by her mother on mm. her wedding day. Oh, that is lovely. And so I'm picking up already that certainly in the first um, three uh, collections that you've got here, there's a lot of uh, people. Yeah, people, uh, people uh, and links to, to family, to person, yeah. to people, to memory. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, but the next thing that, that I'm seeing here um, is, uh, isn't like that at all. No, this is uh, quite, well, very sharp-edged, literally, uh, a set of uh, um, surgical tools by, from, owned by Hadi Bayumi, who was a dermatological surgeon, and he's just displayed or arranged the uh, scissors and various other medical implements in a sort of geometric array, almost like flowers. It's almost a yes. floral array. Now, I, find, I, f- I must say, <laughs> without wanting to get sort of um, pseudo-critic uh, over, over this, I do find this slightly uh, unsettling because um, uh, there are four um, black and white, well, mostly black and white, um, some colour um, uh, images here. And uh, as you say, they all have to do with rather sharp uh, objects. So uh, there's a, a pattern in the shape of uh, a flower made out of scissors and uh, a hypodermic needle. And then there's another one uh, made out of tweezers and one entirely made out of uh, hypodermic needles. Yeah. And so actually, uh, for me, there's quite, <laughs> quite an uncomfortable clash between uh, what's making the shape of those flowers and, and, and the picture of I those flowers I guess if, if these tools are familiar to you and you use them... Yeah, you don't, don't mind so it much. It doesn't have that same okay. feeling. <laughs> and there's, a, there's a, actually in the, in the glass okay. the same there yep. are the actual instruments. Oh, lovely. Okay. Yes, I, yes, they're fantastic, aren't they? And there's yeah. a wonderful, rather wonderful card Hadi obviously received from one of his patients, obviously a child, a young a boy or a girl, saying... Thank you for not amputating my finger, exclamation mark. Yes. Right. I think we'll move on to the next bit of the collection. So here we, we're in a sort of corridor between the two rooms. Yeah. These are a set of photographs by Anne Crabb. Um, black and white, printed and developed and printed herself. A lot of black and white. So, Jim, just, just interrupting you there for a second. Why, why is it that photographers are so fond of black and white rather than colour? I, I think um, it, it often is quite evocative. I mean, this, these are, uh, some of these reflect um, particular photographers' work. So mm. these are sort of like, not reproductions, but certainly uh, oh homage to certain photographers' work. Okay. And so they may not look right in colour. Mm. They're also, I think, processed and printed by hand by Anne. Mm-hmm. And the technology for colour printing is a bit more sophisticated. So yep. it's, it's easier to work with. Yeah. And I think it just evokes a certain time certain period. Yeah, I, I think it's always remarkable how easily you come to terms with black and white, actually. If you're yeah. watching an old black and white film, you very quickly forget that it's black and white and, yes, and it doesn't bother you anymore. And I think the same is true. And, and you're quite right, I think, that as, as far as um, uh, getting some of the impression out of the yeah. photographs, that does come through very strongly in, in black and white because you're not distracted by colour uh, and, and you just feel the... Uh, particularly for these photographs, which are, again, typically um, pictures of people, young children in this, in well, this these case. These are her grandchildren. And I just like... They, they all have got little handwritten notes underneath them. And I love this last one, which says, 
there's a girl with a, a sort of like a school uniform on and a, a, a stain on the top. Oh, is that what that is? Yes, so yes. Someone... And, she's, and she's got a very kind of, um, I don't know how you describe that expression. It's, it's, defiant. It's, a, it's a defiant face, isn't it's it? It's a defiant face and it's a face that says, I didn't do this and you're not to accuse me. And underneath it's written, Sally Hewitt did it, whoever <laughs> Sally Hewitt was. Yes, so, no, yes. that's lovely, that then, is lovely. Then we also have black and white, but these are black and white originally. Okay, so we've moved on to um, another little uh, uh, collection of photographs, and um, these look quite different from the earlier set. I mean, the earlier yes. set could have been could have been taken in almost any decade, but these ones these do are, look much more modern. These are, well, these are 1984, so mm -hmm. it's very specific when they had fun fair in St Albans, and the person who put these together took these in 1984, and there was this link, historical link with the past. So I think what we see is some things never change, mm. but other things, you know, often as fashion and so on does. So I think he's trying to capture that, that link between us and 1984. Yeah. yeah, again, I mean, different style, but, but still we're looking at people. Um, looking at and, and I do think that does come across as quite a distinct um, thread, different people in different circumstances. Well, there, there are more people to come as well. So, okay. Um, now we're into the, the quite a, a different room. Okay. Again, this is more black and white uh, by Dawn Hardy. Um, she examines the link between St Albans, well, places in what the railway has done to link towns and cities like St Albans to the seaside. Okay. So these are seaside photographs taken over a period of time, mm. and she has sort of seen the link between that the railway provides. That's the invisible thread, if you like, the railway. Hmm. Or quite a visible thread sometimes. Um, but these are a beautiful set of black and white photographs, deck chairs. They are lovely, they are lovely. That bottom right-hand one doesn't look like it's in black and white, no, actually. No, it's not in black and white. And I don't know quite why. It's, it, is, it is a lovely photograph, because uh, it's actually more of a kind of bronzy brown colour, yeah. and, and it's yeah. a setting sun on, on the sea, and it's got that kind of glittery yeah. uh, effect that the uh, setting sun has on, uh, on, a, on a seascape, but it's, um, it's, it's, no, it's monochrome lovely. monochrome rather than black and white, I guess. Yeah. Um, there is a video display mm -hmm. done by Duncan Unsworth, and he had walked the route from St Paul's to St Albans via the Pilgrim's Way, effectively, and he did this during COVID, actually, as a sort of release from you know, the anxiety that COVID could present. And I love his work because I think he has a way of composing an image mm. without it appearing composed. There's a certain harmony to all his images, but you couldn't say he followed a set of clear rules to do it. He just has a wonderful eye for seeing how things should appear. Okay, so we're standing here, um, Jim, we're looking at a, um, I suppose, 32, 38-inch TV yeah. um, with the pictures um, in, a, in a kind of slideshow uh, going through. But just next to where the TV is sitting, uh, there is a map, isn't there, of the St Albans Way, and I'm guessing that actually that's um, where, where the pictures kind of correlate. Absolutely, and it's through quite a lot of green space. So, yep. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but they yeah. are very striking pictures and um, a, a, a very, um, I suppose, broad cross-section of, of images, uh, some kind of landscapes and then some individual sort of close-ups of still-life moments. And what, when we talk about black and white, see, these are colour images, mm -hmm. but they're not saturated colours, they're mm. quite unsaturated and I think mm. that gives them a 
a real quality. Mm. I love them actually. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and there's some exa- some hard prints of the same images. On okay. Okay. So that's interesting as well actually because the uh, uh, you get a slightly different effect, don't you, from the um, screen? You do. Uh, yeah. uh, much sharper, uh, more vibrant, and uh, then you've got some of these. Um, on the wall here, but uh, all, all, all of them uh, really very remarkable and worth seeing, aren't they? Absolutely, I think they're brilliant. Yeah. Ah, bit of colour, truth. Okay, yes. Colour, and this is my work. Um, oh, good. <laughs> so, so you're asking about black and white. I, I, some of these images I have produced in black and white, mm. but I deliberately wanted to do it in colour, partly because the man on the right, there's, there's two men in these photographs, two okay. men who are craftsmen. Yeah, and, and, and we're looking here at a collection of workshop. Um, photographs really aren't Correct. They? So on the left the, the workshop belonging to my friend Tom mm-hmm. and on the right the workshop belonging to my friend Tim. Right. Both Tom is a jeweller, fabulous jeweller, um, made you know, makes it for Eric Clapton and people of that sort. So mm-hmm. he's a very fine one of the finest jewellers in the country, I would say. Mm. And he, I was privileged that he, he agreed to make this little ring a, a ruby diamond ring for my uh, my my wife and my 40th wedding anniversary. Oh, so fantastic. A ruby, a ruby wing. So a ring oh, there, yes, because so. the 40th wedding anniversary is ruby. ruby. Isn't it? Indeed, yeah, you've got it in one. Um, so he's, he lives in St Albans and so on. Mm. Now, Tim, um, uh, he had a shop in Redbourne selling mm. antique furniture, and he had this workshop behind it, which was just every drawer, every space was full of stuff. Mm. His... He claimed he could put his hand on anything. Yeah. Really? Because uh, we're looking <laughs> just just from the point of view of the um, what's what's in the photograph. The photograph is absolutely filled from edge to edge with stuff, yeah. with with tools and um, nails yeah. and uh, benches and wood. Uh, it's a. I mean, you couldn't mistake it for anything other than a workshop. Indeed, indeed. Now, very sadly, Tim died about two years ago from COVID. Mm. So his, the thread of his, his thread goes mm. back through history, of course, mm. the, the, the craft of repairing furniture and so on. And the thread, you know, in a way has been broken because he hasn't passed this on to somebody, but the furniture mm. that he has repaired and restored is in the homes of people. So mm. for me, that's the continuity the work that he's done in restoring this furniture so well yeah. lives on in other people's homes. Yeah, 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 that, that is great. And there are some really very striking photographs, so both in, 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 in Tim's uh, collection there, there's a lovely one down at the bottom of the set that I'm looking at there where he's holding a finished product, perhaps. Well, he's holding a, a plane, something. actually. A plane, oh, is it a plane? Uh, is that what it's it is? a historic, a very old plane, which wow. he uses quite, used quite a lot. So it's quite, he's holding it in quite a... A, a sort of loving way. Yeah, right? and a reverential. Reverential, reverential that's way. a good yeah. word. Yeah, yeah. Now, Tom, on the other hand, is very much with us, mm. and uh, he has um, the, the, some hands that you can see in these photographs. Mm. So, two sets of hands belong to Tit Tom, mm. but in the bottom left, they belong to a young lady called Georgie, mm-hmm. and he is sort of mentoring her. Okay. So he is passing on some yeah. of his knowledge and skills to another generation. Lovely. Mm. So that's, that's the, how those two connect, really. Excellent. Okay, what's next then, Jim? So we have um, glass. Mm-hmm. Um, the connection is, 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 the Ro- is Roman glass, in a sense, in Roman Britain. Mm-hmm. Mary Davis here um, loves spherical objects and, and shapes and, and um, 
still life, really. Okay. Um, so she spent a lot of time arranging uh, the, the bottles. And it's lovely, they've got the reds and the blues, which slightly... Okay, so we're looking at a collection right in front of us here, four yeah. photographs uh, arranged in a square. Uh, and each of the photographs uh, has, um, well, glass objects in it, I suppose. Um, and and uh, most of them have bottles of some kind. There's one that's just got glass balls and a uh, kind of an abstract metal shape. But um, they are very soothing, uh, still life um, photographs, yeah. I think. And aren't I they? think it's the link back to Roman, Roman glass, essentially, uh -huh. in, in, in St. Albans. So that's the thread. And also some of the actual. Um, uh, objects are, are sitting in the display as well. Indeed, um, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fantastic. Okay. So, we have, uh, so what's what's just here? Because here's an interesting well, set of four um, photographs. Well, these are also mine. I'm, ah. I'm afraid. So uh, you can't get away from mine. These are clothes that belong to my late wife, and jewelry that she wore, and these reflect her four moods in a funny way. Ah. Uh, so the top left is a wedding dress. Yeah. Top right is a sort of evening wear and mm -hmm. sort of you know, black, silky stuff. Mm. Bottom left is more relaxed with some Indian silver uh, cords and black bangles. And bottom right is what she might wear for a party. Right. Including the, the ring that Tom Yeah, made. of course. No, no, I can see there's yeah. the ruby, ruby ring. And, and I must say that the composition of the colours and the textures is very striking, Jim. I'm not saying that because they're yours, but uh, I, do, I do think that is particularly lovely. I, I sort of see it as a portrait of yeah. her. Yeah, I can imagine. Her. I can imagine. We, we have a, a, a booklet by um, Mermi, um, who is a, a Quaker by, um, a Quaker, a Quaker belief, if you like, mm -hmm. from, from the States. And she has her own individual connection back to St. Albans through, mm -hmm. through family family links. So she's put together a rather lovely small book which you can flick through at your yeah. leisure. Um, yeah. And, 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 and a little bit about her as well. Yeah. Um, and then we finally have work by Sabes. Okay, gosh, this is... Uh, which is quite... This is, is it, well, yes, gosh. So... Uh, uh, I don't want to say save the best till last because we've seen <laughs> everything uh, of, of, of equal merit so far, but this is a particularly uh, striking um, display. So we're standing, uh, Jim and I here, aren't we, um, uh, looking at uh, basically a small wall mm. and some quite large photographs. I mean, uh, if you compare them with the television, we'd, we'd be talking about 40 or 50 inch yeah. um, screen. And uh, so they are uh, generally different um, different sizes, but uh, there must be perhaps, I don't know, a dozen, 15 photographs here uh, uh, of, of different scenes, different colours, some black and white, some abstract. Um, so what am I looking at, Jim? Well, I think um, uh, Sabis um, was born in Malaysia, but it's of, of, of Sri Lankan Tamil okay. extraction. So he describes himself as diasporic, and in a sense, he's approaching St Albans and he will say this himself, from an outside perspective. So mm. he is looking at stories, that, and he's written a lot of handwritten notes, which you can spend your time reading. Yeah, I can see those. They're on, I mean, I'm sure it isn't parchment, but it, it does look um, a little bit uh, uh, like that, doesn't it? Does it look like what? Sorry. Parchment. Parchment, oh, I suppose so, yes. I suppose so. But it's him, it's him musing on his relationship with St Albans, what, how, how he has extracted stories about St Albans, uh, I mean, about St Albans himself, and um, how, how, you know, his, his, his um, 
the fact he was beheaded as a, um, as a saint. Um, so he has, I think it's a very individual take on how he sees a town like St Albans. Mm. And I think it's worth just spending, well, there's too much to read, but it's, 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 had to, it's worth spending time just reading his handwritten notes about how he perceives things. Yes, yes, um, yes. And, and, and so um, I'm right in thinking that there, there is quite a, a range of uh, I- images here. There's some straight um, kind of, uh, I, I suppose, a landscape shot, yeah. uh, some um, slightly more abstract detail shots, and then some pieces that have obviously been put together artificially yeah. um, with some um, figures or some... Uh, clothing overlaid on top of a map uh, and, and it really is quite a, a striking uh, collection to end, to yes, end the tour with. Yes, it, it is. I think so. I think so. So we've started, when we've started with, you know, uh, Rosemary's pictures, which are mm. for, like, for quite conventional, yeah. and we've moved through into a less conventional approach. Yeah, no, that's great. very exciting. That's great. So, so Jim, um, uh, let's go back to the title of the exhibition, oh, yes, which yes. is uh, Invisible Threads. And, and we were talking about how some of the individual uh, uh, parts of the collection threaded together, and there were some obvious... Um, connections in terms of uh, subject matter and people and so on. But I think you said as well that uh, the whole thing ties together a little yes. bit. I mean, I, I, when I think of it, I think of, it, I think of <clears throat> the human condition, really. And that's what we're talking about. You talked about a lot about people and, and, and people's experiences and so on. And I talked about it when we, when we opened the event. It's, it's, it's love, life and loss. Loss mm. comes into it quite a lot as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I think... Is that it, the thread is that, and is you know are we are we losing that thread in some mm-hmm. cases? So yeah. th- that's for me is the summary. I think that's say. fantastic. Well, um, just just um, remind us again, Jim, uh, when the expression runs to where where it is yeah. and how people yeah. can find it. So it's St Albans Museum and Art Gallery, which mm-hmm. is right in the middle of St Albans, just near the market. So you can't miss it. Big white building. Um, it, and we're on the first floor. Yeah. It's called Invisible Threads. Yeah. And it runs until the twelfth. 13th, 12th of March. 12th Until of March. the 12th of March, that's great. Well, Jim, thanks so much for showing me around. That's been a really great experience and good luck with the rest of the exhibition and I hope lots of more people come to enjoy it. Well, thank you so much for, for taking an interest in, in, in the exhibition. Really appreciate it. Thank great. you. Thanks.